Good morning and welcome to The Social Collective. We are on episode 35. All right. So today we have a wonderful guest. We have Isabel Mayer with The Good Shepherd of Northern Virginia. And can you tell us a little bit about The Good Shepherd of Northern Virginia, please? Absolutely. Well, good morning, everybody. And I just absolutely love that Lisa said, hey, come and do a podcast with me. So thank you, Lisa, for doing that. So yeah. um, so what does the Good Shepherd of Northern Virginia do? Basically is that we just love on people and we give mm-hmm. hope and we provide shelter, but we also provide a program, especially post-pandemic. I think all of us have been affected by what life is and what, what life isn't. And it is really hard to live this life right now, especially mm-hmm. when, you know, the numbers aren't adding up when it comes to the budget. And- some people need just some extra help. So we have about 30 families right now, you know, within the program that are within our transitional homes or our shelter or helping them from a different perspective in regards to coaching them and mentoring them and developing them to provide Mm -hmm. them jobs, to coach them through how to do a resume, to really just be able to also help them with their children and guide them to navigate through this, you know, really tough season that some people go through as, as they're homeless. Wow. So in Northern Virginia, you have several locations? Yes. So we actually have a shelter right outside of the Leesburg area, but we also throughout Loudoun County, we have transitional homes as well. So we have seven pieces of property currently right now mm-hmm. that we utilize for multiple families. Okay. And what what is the duration that a family can stay with you? So we have two programs. So someone come in for just a few months. So we have an 89-day program, and then we also have a one-year transitional program. So 89 days, that's for someone that might be just needing to fill the gap from maybe from one apartment to another. And some people need some additional support. Mm-hmm. Um, so to be able to, again, walk them through of what they need, whether it's looking for childcare, looking for services from the county, and everything in between. And And we also have case managers as well, which is awesome because we have weekly meetings with these individuals to be able to guide them and provide them resources if we don't have them internally. So such as you you mentioned earlier, like updating your resume, financial planning, getting into a bank, things like that, where to go to get your local grants should they want to become an entrepreneur? Yes, absolutely. So we work very closely with other nonprofits as well. So we work with Tree of Life Ministries. We work with Loudon Cares. Um, we work with Crossroads Jobs. We work with various churches and nonprofits in the area. So mm-hmm. we like to really be a connector for those individuals. So they start with us. They're able to kind of breathe for a second, and then we connect them with the appropriate agencies, organizations, you know, throughout the county. Okay. So in collaboration with all of these amazing different nonprofits and churches and organizations, should someone come to them, then they would most likely refer them to you. Yes. And then you would give them a moment, collect themselves, and then advise them on their resources. Absolutely. Because we do have a background check process. We do have a vetting process. So individuals do contact us, and sometimes we cannot help them. So Good Shepherd may not be able to help them, Mm -hmm. but our goal is never to say no to anyone. We always will give them a resource. So there's many times that other nonprofits, for example, even laws may Mm -hmm. reach out and we may be able to help that individual during the crisis as well. But sometimes another organization may contact us and we can't help them, but we always are able to provide them resources for other things as well. Wow. Okay. So when you say you have families, Do you have the husband and the wife, or is it women only with their children? 
What's the what's the rule there? We currently right now only have women or women with children right now because of the logistics of what the homes look like. Mm-hmm. There are certain homes um, in regards to turnover. So if we have individuals that are leaving the program, there is opportunity for a husband and wife to come in with children. It is limited, but we have been able to mm-hmm. do that before. Okay. So, and I'm just going down this road with you, but... So if there's a husband and a wife, because I think a lot of times people assume there's physical abuse or sexual mm-hmm. abuse involved, and we always put that on the man. Mm-hmm. That's not always true. But let's just say that is that, that does that seem to be the typical situation? And if it's not, and the man, the husband, the father couldn't come with the family into the situation, where would he go? Like, is there a specific charity for them or space? Right. Right now, we work, again, very closely. I would say churches um, are a big resource for us. So if we were to have a situation like that, we haven't had a case like that. Mm-hmm. But if we were to have a situation like that, we would work through with the family to see. Because especially, again, post-pandemic, we have to think outside of the box when it comes to any sort of industry. Right. So especially when it comes to homelessness or borderline homelessness, we would have to be able to work with that family. We would never want to separate that husband and wife as well. We may not have something, but you never know if a church may have a member of their church that wants to house someone for six mm-hmm. months or a year. So really being able to work with those organi- those places of worship to be able to say, mm-hmm. hey, we can't do this, but what do you think about this? And really brainstorm. Yeah. So we love to kind of think of, of opportunities because you always want to keep that family together. Yeah, absolutely. So when the kids are there, do you guys provide daycare do they go to school? Like, is there, they just have as normal of a life as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. And if the mom is going to work, is there daycare provided? So Good Shepherd does not provide daycare, but we work with the county and we work with other daycare centers across the county to be able to provide it. So one thing that we're always looking for is, for example, if someone wants to donate money and say, you know what, Isabel, I want my donation to go towards summer camp so that a child can go to summer camp this year, or I want to support you know, one of your families when it comes to helping pay for daycare. As we all know, anyone that's a mama mm-hmm. or a dad knows that daycare is expensive. So to be able to have someone to help with that, that would be amazing as well too. So we do not provide mm-hmm. daycare, but we, again, find your resources. Find the resources. We will fill out the application with them. If it's a new thing, it can be very overwhelming mm-hmm. as we all know to be able to source that for them. No, that's so awesome. I think that's one of the things I've seen so much in the collective is we have so many great charities mm-hmm. and so many different people meeting different needs and filling different gaps, but the community doesn't necessarily know about all these resources. Right. So I think that's so important that what you're doing is collaborating with all the other nonprofits and charities to make sure that you don't have to say no, you know, more than you have to say no. Absolutely. I even driving here to the studio today, you know, it really just hit me. We are such in a beautiful county. Mm -hmm. We are so blessed, but it's just so interesting that unless you're in that space of seeing homelessness, Mm -hmm. you don't even see it. You have to really look for it. Mm -hmm. And to know that we have these beautiful golf courses and these beautiful communities and where's ponds and some of our beautiful, by our beautiful homes, Mm -hmm. but yet two or three miles away, there is the poor of poorest. So if you're a person that wants to give back or while they have a passion to help a third world country, let me tell you folks, 
the third world country is here in Loudoun County. We have such diversity, and I would just love to be able to talk to anyone that's interested in learning more because there is a need here, and I know there's a lot of awesome people that just don't know. And if we created the awareness, I know they would want to help. Yeah. Well, I mean, going back to summer camp, I remember when I was growing up, one of my favorite things was, first of all, vacation Bible school. I loved vacation Bible school. You know, we made these little crosses Mm -hmm. and the little crafts, and it was so cool. But summer camp is awesome for kids. Yes. So is that so if somebody wanted to donate specifically to a summer camp, they could go into your website and is there a donate link? Absolutely, yes. So we go right to the website, Good Shepherd of Northern Virginia. For those of you that have known us for a while, because Good Shepherd of Northern Virginia has been around for 40 years. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that. It used to be called Good Shepherd Alliance. So the name okay. changed just a couple of years ago. So they could just go right to our website, Good Shepherd of Northern Virginia. There's a donate button. I'm more than happy. If, if you want to reach out directly to me, please feel free. Right now, to be honest with you, we have more children in the program than adults because a lot of these mamas have two or three kids. So we are really looking, especially this time of the year, to be able to say, how can we help these mothers that are working, right? They are trying to hustle. They are trying to do all the things, but it gets expensive. Mm -hmm. And summer camp is one of those things. But you're right, too. We work, again, going back to the churches, work closely with Vacation Bible School, and there are a lot of great churches that provide that for mm-hmm. free. But sometimes there's some great camps out there that cost a few hundred dollars a week. to, And that's a lot when you have maybe more than one child as well. Yeah. No. And, and, and we're just imagining, I think sometimes when we, we think about these types of things, we just imagine everybody's the same. Mm-hmm. You know, you imagine a child that in your mind looks like your child probably, but there's a lot of very different children out there, you know, with different special needs, Mm -hmm. handicaps, physical, visual and non-visual handicaps, autism, Down syndrome, paralyzed, massive anxiety, depression, drug addiction. I mean, there's so many different types of kids with different needs just in this population, just like in our own homes. Yes. And not only do they need summer camp and vacation Bible school, but they might need something that actually does cost a lot of money, like tech camp, mm-hmm. uh, coding camp, ABBA training, some kind of, you know, a place to be, music camp. There's a lot of special needs out there, and they're expensive. Yes. So we can't just assume that all the kids that are in the this program are easy kids. Absolutely. And I think another thing to add to it is, again, if, if you just don't know, right, just the innocence of not knowing— is we think that our county can do all the things. Mm-hmm. Our county is doing tremendous work for families, are providing resources, but they can't do it all. So we have to come together as a community, and myself as a just a woman of faith, mm-hmm. I will even go into the churches and saying, hey, churches, let's come together and just to be able to help families, even if those families aren't part of your congregation, mm-hmm. to be able to just go out and reach out to the community. So... That's what we're called to do as people of faith, and that's what we're called to, to do, I think, as humans, right? To be able to 100%. help that person. So no matter what, you know, if they look like me or not, to be able to go out there and help someone and ask those questions. It's amazing what happens yeah. when you just start this conversation like we're doing today mm-hmm. to be able to get the word out. Well, we don't have to have all these imaginary 
boundaries, these imaginary walls, these separations. So you're a Presbyterian, you're Southern Baptist, you're Catholic, you're Muslim, you're Hindu, you're non-religious, you're in that county, you're in this county. Like, we're all brothers and sisters. That's right. And we're all human, and we all have the same problems, Mm -hmm. pretty much. Mm -hmm. So we should all be helping each other. And I don't like when people stand behind a county line or a religious, you know, label. Mm-hmm. So I love that you're reaching out and collaborating with everybody. Absolutely. And that's community. Absolutely. That's the definition of community. And I think that's the definition of what you did, Lisa, right? Just get this group together and mm-hmm. say, hey, let's let's spread some positive, right? Let's spread some good vibes. Let's help one another. And how can we help one another? Mm-hmm. And that's where we are with the social collectives and, yeah. and look at it now, right? So that's kind of my personal and my passion too, is if someone's in need, and even if I if I can't help them, I'm going to find someone that's going to be able to help you, right? So to be able to be that mm-hmm. voice. Mm-hmm. So I feel that my passion, that the fire in my belly is to help those that don't have a voice so that I could speak up for them to be able to find those resources and help. You're so in tune with that because when I was at one of the locations the other day, I was kind of rambling because I was speaking to some of the ladies. And this was my first time doing that. And so I was kind of all over the place and you were so wonderful. You really kind of like brought me back and you, and, but how you're so in tune with what they need is the way that you pulled from what I was saying and made it relevant to what they needed to hear. And I noticed that a couple times that ended up being employment. So it was like, and how can, and then what made you decide that you wanted to change and pursue a job or, you know, things like that? Mm -hmm. What advice would you give these ladies as far as, you know, starting their own business or things like that? So you're super in tune with what they need. I love it. And I really appreciated that, by the way. No, I, it's, it's my pleasure. Maybe it was the the decades of human resources that I have too with answering questions and using open-ended questions, but it's, it's making that connection. It just goes back to really talking to him. Cause sometimes some people think, Oh, it's a shelter. There's just cots everywhere. And you know, it's nice. They're humans, right? Like we're humans. And my thing is any of us, it doesn't matter how much money we have in the account. One bad accident one bad situation, one bad phone call Mm -hmm. can change your life. And you would be really surprised Mm -hmm. of what some of these stories of these women, you would never think of what beautiful lives they had, right? Mm -hmm. One bad divorce Divorce. can change something, can change completely your, your life. One bad accident, your child can have a disease and you just don't know, and you're spending all that money trying to find the cure for that disease. So I, I always go back to, any of us, we're just a few paychecks away or mm-hmm. a few phone calls away mm-hmm. from being in that situation. So I would want to be treated that same way. Well, I was very impressed because it was beautiful. Can't say anything else about the property, but we sat around a kitchen table and we had, you know, snacks and and we just chatted mm-hmm. and it was really nice. It was just like getting together with a bunch of friends. Mm-hmm. And so I actually have some of their phone numbers and we're going to plan a coffee. We're going to get together and, and just hang out. So I've been good morning texting and what are your plans for today? Texting. Awesome. But we're going to get together and they're just, it, this is the thing. I don't know what the stereotype or the stigmatism 
you would mm-hmm. know. But they're just like all my other friends. Yes. They're just women that look and act and are just like my group of friends, all exactly the same. You would never, never look at them mm-hmm. and talk to them and mm-hmm. think anything otherwise. We would be surprised and this is being a good shepherd has opened my eyes. You would be surprised in Loudoun County how many people are living in their car, how many people they're going to work, right? They're figuring out, they're mm-hmm. finding ways of where to take a shower and they're hustling as much as they can. I would not be surprised. But you can't, right? It, it, the math is not adding up, right? Mm-hmm. So when an average apartment is $1,800 a month or $2,000 a month to rent in Leesburg, Virginia. For like and, 500 square feet or right, something. Right, and you're you're trying to hustle, right? You have a decent job making maybe fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 a year. But then you it's pay taxes a- and you pay your phone and you pay gas and you pay medical and you pay whatever. Yeah. Food, utilities, you have no money. Basic things. And then God forbid, right, like something were to happen that you need to ink out the check because you got mm-hmm. a flat tire mm-hmm. or the transmission just blew in your car. What, what do you do? Oh, my God. What do you do, right? So there's a lot of people living paycheck to paycheck, and there's a lot of people that are not in a homeless shelter. And I could just say I, was, I just had a meeting with Loudon Cares yesterday. They're trying to prevent that homelessness, right? They're trying mm-hmm. to say, okay, this person just needs a, a couple extra thousand dollars so that they can pay the rent, so they can catch up. Because once to what's you happening. get, once you become homeless, once you transition from, you know, borderline homeless mm-hmm. to homeless, it's a hole to dig out of. Yes. So putting that money into preventing that from happening can be the the real game changer and it mm-hmm. never happening mm-hmm. and also saving a lot of money down the road in other donations because it's more expensive to get people out of poverty, out of homelessness than it is to stave it off. Absolutely. And I would say to anyone that's listening, that might actually be in that situation. Go in and reach out right to your tribe. As I like to say to your friends, don't hold back. You mm-hmm. never know who can be helping you out. I would hope that you would have one or two people that you can mm-hmm. be like, Hey, don't judge me. This is what's going on you know, or whether it's a local church. I know that Lisa, when she was talking to the ladies last week, she's like, listen, mm-hmm. I wasn't a church goer and there's awesome churches out there that they were like, hey, let me help you. Let me, you know, is it food or is it, you know, helping you with clothes or, or whatever the case is, or just to be able to have good people around you, right? That can guide you through mm-hmm. that because yeah, we're not supposed to do this life alone. That's another thing. So if you are in your car, which I was, I lived in my car for a while. So, if you are in your car, you can go to churches mm-hmm. and you can do the whole church circuit, which is what I did. So you go from church to church, you find out what everybody's got a different thing going on. There's food, there's bagels and coffee in the morning, there's uh, delicious potlucks, there's people that you will meet that are going to be nice to you. Mm-hmm. It's going to change your life. It's a wonderful group of people. If you don't have somebody that you can go to and you can say, hey, this is my situation. Absolutely. Um, or if you do, either way, it's a it's a really, it's a wonderful place to be. You're more likely to find help in a church than you are on the streets or yeah. a bar. Yeah. That's <laughs> what you told us last week. You told the ladies, you're like, well, I, I, I had better luck, I think, at a church than at a bar overall. So to be able to do that. But just thinking about, so Tree of Life Ministries, right, they have their their meals that they provide in Leesburg on Tuesday nights mm-hmm. at Crossroads Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. And then on Thursdays to do it out in Percival, 
in their center. What a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I would say anyone that's like listening that even needs a hot meal because you've been eating from, you know, canned chicken for a week and you just want something hot to eat or maybe mm-hmm. talk to some other humans, right? Go reach out to Tree of Life Ministries. Again, come reach out to us at, at Good Shepherd. We'll we'll get you the resources. We'll tell you what's going on mm-hmm. out, out there. And even this summer, um, we're hoping to do almost like a faith summit to bring mm-hmm. churches and, you know, like Christian nonprofits or any nonprofits to come together and say, what more can we be doing? How more can we be helping mm-hmm. the county? And how more can we be helping our, our community? It's really important to get that feedback. Yes. Because I know there was a program in Sterling in the Sugarland Run District where they were providing food, a food pantry for all the the kids so they could give them backpacks filled mm-hmm. with food and things like that. Wonderful intentions, wonderful for not that population. So that population was mostly Hispanic and they the feedback that they got was we don't eat this food. Mm. So they actually started changing up the products and it was more red beans and rice mm-hmm. and different things like that. And it was actually used. So sometimes we need to really get that feedback from our community yes. in how we can best help. Our intentions are good. How can we help? What are we doing that's working? Right. What are we not doing right. that we could be doing? Because I believe in any industry, right? We we have to do our research. Mm-hmm. We have to do our data research. And, and that also goes with individuals, too, that mm-hmm. are, are in need is who are we helping and what do they need? And let's not assume. Mm-hmm. To me, a simple conversation goes a really long way. I know. To My be gosh. able to do that. And to be able to have people that can connect to certain cultures too. Again, I'm grateful. My parents actually came from Cuba in 1970. I was born here in the States. But, you know, to be able to have that, you know, I was raised by immigrants, right? To be able mm-hmm. to have that, to me, that's priceless. That mm-hmm. is more that is gold to me compared to any other college course that I ever mm-hmm. took to be able to have that. So even if you may not know how to interact with a certain culture, find someone that does and just mm-hmm. have a conversation, right? Like Lisa, you're saying you're going to go get a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Just talk to folks. It goes a long way. Oh my gosh. Okay. So and I, this is like a little ADD moment, but <laughs> so, <Run> with it. <laughs> I'm going to go everywhere with this thought. Um, so exactly. Talk to people. Mm-hmm. All right, 99% of the issues that I see come across people's post feeds, my life, is miscommunication. Yes. Lack of communication mm-hmm. and miscommunication. Preach, sister. Yes, and hallelujah. <laughs> so, you know, if you sit down face-to-face with somebody, it is different than mm-hmm. texting them. Yes. It is different than an email CC to your attorney. Mm-hmm. It is different than posting something on Facebook. Yes. Sit down across from somebody in a park if you don't have money for coffee or you don't like coffee or mm-hmm. you just want to be in a park. But sit face-to-face with a human yes. and talk to them. Because I guarantee you, unless it's your husband and he slept with somebody and you need a divorce, you can figure this out. Yes. And yes. this happened to me the other day. Mm-hmm. And I sat down with somebody and I was like, this is nice. It was a wonderful, wonderful experience. Had I not sat with this person, it could have escalated. Absolutely. It would have escalated. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of people avoid it because it's hard, right? It's hard to be like, oh, what is Lisa going to say? Like, I think this, this is what she said. And perceptions become reality. Exactly. So it goes such a long way to say, hey, can I just have 30 minutes of your time? Mm-hmm. Let's just go meet at a park or let's get a cup of coffee because I just need to hash this out, right? Like we're adults, right? So let's mm-hmm. talk this out. 
to be able to do that. So let's yeah. not hide behind the social media curtain. Let's not mm-hmm. be hide big texts. I always say to text, text. I love texting. I love emails. But then sometimes it gets watered down. Mm-hmm. And then you're now, you know, the perception or whatnot. A old-fashioned eyeball-to-eyeball conversation goes a long way. And also it's our energy. Yes. So you can feel somebody's energy when they walk in the room. Mm-hmm. I can. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, oh, I got to get rid of this negative energy before <laughs> I can even feel that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so that was my ADD moment. But so while we're here, I want to talk to your podcast guy. <laughs> Speaking of conversation and how important it is, especially post-pandemic, and back to what you guys were Mm -hmm. talking about. I mean, I think through the pandemic, we all did get used to kind of closing in. Yes. And we were relying on something like Zoom and whatnot Mm -hmm. like that to communicate with people. And I think we kind of got used to that. Mm -hmm. And then post-pandemic, for some people, it's hard to break out of that because yes. it's easy to be in a shell. Mm-hmm. It's easy to just not have to talk to people and open up. But to your point, that conversation, no matter what the situation is, is on the other side of that is going to be so much better than what you started with. Mm-hmm. This idea of communication and the more that you do it, whether it's an altercation or with somebody who's struggling in life, mm-hmm. You may find that just like the ladies that you were talking to, just that conversation alone is so helpful to know that there are people around you because we do. If you're sleeping in your car, you isolate yourself. And once you start that conversation, even with a stranger, on the other side of that, there's something that happens there. It's Mm -hmm. magical. It's You come on the other side going, I just feel better because I've had... Mm -hmm. I've gotten a chance to talk Mm -hmm. and get some of it out and and start to relate with somebody. That's so important. It's very grounding. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm Mm -hmm. a real person. I am not floating off existentially into the never world. I'm, I exist. Mm -hmm. I'm in my body. I am here. You heard me. Mm -hmm. You are now a part of my life. You are aware of my history. Mm -hmm. You share this moment with me now on some level. It expands what happened to me, there's a more of an awareness, it's more of a support, and it bonds us on some level. How many times, right, have we heard someone say, right, they tell you the story or they say something, or oh, I had a really crappy day or something, and they're like, I feel so much better right now. Yeah. Right, and you did nothing. All you were were that other face that mm-hmm. they were talking to, and they're like, thank you. Thank you for yeah. being there, right? So yeah. here's a podcast, right? Yeah. Talk about communication. How do we get back? Yeah. To post pandemic, to be able to just have conversations, so right? It's so weird because <laughs> it's like that happened, yeah, right? Yeah. That whole thing yeah. happened, yeah. And and we're still, like you said, and I forget sometimes, but it did affect us absolutely, all of us. greatly, and and the children especially, mm-hmm. but yeah. greatly affected so many people. There were people that literally never left their homes mm-hmm. for like. Two years. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. there's still people who mm-hmm. who enjoy the idea of working remotely. Mm-hmm. Yes. To uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. an extent that some of us just don't understand. Mm-hmm. And But that's okay. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm just saying some people found that being in my own space is very comfortable for mm-hmm. me. Sometimes that's detrimental to your health, though. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. You, we as humans need to get out, yes. converse, start a conversation, 
feel that contact between mm-hmm. somebody, mm-hmm. create a bond. That's extremely mm-hmm. important. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm depression. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can see that rising. Sure. Mm-hmm. I think that people have a tendency to not want to communicate because it's easier not to. Mm-hmm. It is easier not to. I, hey, look, I won't create any problems or any issues if I just stay to myself. Yes. But I think that you're possibly, I don't know, but I think you're possibly digging a hole for yourself because I, I can foresee problems coming from mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Talking with friends, making new acquaintances, networking, mm-hmm. starting to get yourself out and making new opportunities for yourself. If you are struggling, <laughs> I know it shouldn't have to be said, but if you're struggling, the easiest way out of it, the very first thing that you can do that's costs no money is just to talk to somebody. Yes. Yeah. Because you're going to find that maybe possibly that something arises out of that conversation. Hey, I can help you. I can direct you towards somebody. Thank you for reaching out mm-hmm. because now there's a possibility for you moving mm-hmm. forward rather yes. than staying stagnant and stuck in your spot, which is never a good thing. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what you're doing. So I, mm-hmm. do you have any, I'm, I'm just going to spitball this, but <laughs> go for it. Do you have any background in counseling? The crazy thing is I don't, but I've had many, many people that have said, you're such a great counselor or you're such a great mentor. And Mm -hmm. I did have close to 30 years of human resources. So when you're a resource generalist in corporate America, you're automatically, I think, trained to do a lot of counseling and mentoring because a lot of times in the industry that I was in, people weren't just coming in regards to their work situations. It was their life situations. Mm -hmm. And I'm very blessed that I'm I'm a natural connector with mm-hmm. two, so I will be the first one to say, okay, I'm not a therapist, but let me connect you with someone that that I that am is. HR <laughs> lady. <laughs> <laughs> now, HR, you have my complete respect. <laughs> HR is the hardest job. That in customer service is just it's not my skill set. <laughs> I'm not. That's not me. Um, but, okay, so, but you're podcast guy. Yes. All right, and I want to throw this out there. Okay. Your, the name of your company okay. is your podcast guy. I am your podcast guy. <laughs> I would guy. like feedback from oh. the community. <laughs> Lisa is not down with this, with this title. I prefer my podcast guy. Okay. That's my podcast guy. Okay. Okay. Now I get, I get the issue. So if you're saying, you know, what's the name of your company, then you're saying my podcast guy, your podcast guy, but I would like to know what everybody thinks. Do you prefer your or my, your podcast guy or my podcast guy? (laughs) Okay. Let us know. All right. Okay. So, um, but so to your point, Aaron, Hmm, these podcasts have been so much fun. And yeah. getting together because we're not, you can do remote podcasting, but we get together in person. Yeah. So we get to actually see yes. each other yeah. and sit across from each other. This is fun. Yeah. yeah this is fun. This is fun. <laughs> That's what everybody says. That's what everybody says. And, and they are. so much fun. It is fun. They and are great. So, you know, it's, I think this is a wonderful way for people to get together, mm-hmm. to get the word out, to bring awareness, to network and to expand your content. So you can take a podcast and you can, what do you do with that? Oh gosh, you can do tons of stuff. It, it, the, the, as I've said many times before with a podcast, 
It just gets your value out to your audience. That's mm -hmm. the most important part is that you have, no matter who you are, you have an audience. Mm. You are, in this day and age, you are a brand. It's just how it is. And there are people out there <laughs> who are looking for you. Mm. They, they depend on you. And mm -hmm. I, I like to say, the more that you procrastinate on creating your brand or who you are and who mm -hmm. you stand for is one more day that you are letting some one of your audiences down. Mm, that's good. They need you. Yeah. That's what they're looking for. I, it doesn't matter what value you bring to the table, you're mm -hmm. bringing value. Mm -hmm. And that's extremely important because, you know, somebody out there is struggling in some kind of a way. And you have the answers. Yes. You have those answers. Mm -hmm. And you can start small or you can be an expert in your field. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. As long as you are able to bring value to the table, it speaks wonders. It speaks mm -hmm. absolutely. I mean, think about all of the the emails that we've gotten from like, like Debbie Alexander's episode. Yeah. You know, and just on a personal level, we're at episode 35 mm. and all of the people who have sat here, yeah, you know, that's special. It's, it's amazing. Just <laughs> you as a listener who's listening right now. And if you've listened to all of the episodes, all like if it's Debbie or if it's last week's Carrie or if it's Pat or Gabe. if it's Gabe or if it's tree of life or Isabel. if it's Isabel or it does not matter they all kind of give you this wider look yes. at what's going on within our community mm -hmm. that I had no idea. And now I'm more in tune with what's going on around us and the things that are happening every day and the, the money that people are putting forth mm -hmm. to help mm -hmm. within this community is just absolutely Mind amazing. Yes. It would be wonderful to see as you were saying, that what you do is how you kind of reach out to all of the other people mm -hmm. to try to collaborate yes. and get the word out. That way we can squash this thing that yes. is, you know, hidden. Right. That we don't want to have mm -hmm. happen. If we do, and we said this time and time mm -hmm. again, if we could only just come together, yeah. if we could only just get the 20,000 people that mm -hmm. belong to just Loudoun County alone Mm -hmm. let alone the social collectives as a whole, 50,000, 60,000 wow. people, mm -hmm. if they would just donate $5. Five bucks, it's a drink mm -hmm. at Starbucks mm -hmm. or whatever. There's yeah. some mentality, and I'm not sure what it is, and I've talked about this before, and I think it's because everybody's overwhelmed with, we are very generous people. I mean, everybody pretty much is very generous mm -hmm. and everybody, not only do we pay taxes, but we hope the government's going to do the best with those things. We also know that there are needs that are not being met that honestly, the community should be meeting, but everywhere you go, somebody's asking you for money. So even if you're at the grocery store, it's like round it up, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, if true. you're coming in and out of the thing, you know, donate to whatever it is, like right. there's just... Because there's so many needs, yes. there's so many different pockets of charities and nonprofits and fundraising, so everybody's overwhelmed. Now, like you said, mm. 
if we had all the members pay $5, we could stop having fundraisers. <laughs> <laughs> and I could show out at home parties. with Netflix and spaghetti in my bed. Um, but, <laughs> like I want to. But, um, <laughs> but that would be amazing. Yeah. So it's just, it's, And th- yeah. all the lives that we would change yeah. by doing And I though. think, you know, I think podcasts, this is such a platform, right, to, and as you're listening to these, is we all have purpose. Mm-hmm. And our purpose is different. And we're supposed to be different, right? Mm-hmm. In that different comes that power. And to be able to say, hey, I don't have money, but you have time, or you maybe know another language, you can be a translator. There's so many volunteering opportunities out there as as well. And even Lisa, you said it last week to the ladies, you said, you know, helping others, even when you need help. And I can say that that too, that, you know, years ago, I, I went through my divorce and I, it was dark. It was really, really dark. And I could say only by God's grace, I got, I got through it. Right. But during that time, God gave me the energy to say, you know, you go volunteer and do stuff. So I started getting involved, right? I was going to church, but honestly, I was just showing up in the back pew at 11 o'clock and checking off the list because it was like mm-hmm. the good thing to do. Mm-hmm. But then I started really to get involved. So I don't, so I, for those of you listening, whether you you go to a church or w- whether you're at a nonprofit, you're volunteering at a different organization, at a local school, go help out because that's going to make you feel really good yes. and that's going to make you be part of a community. Hey, reach out to Lisa and say, how can I volunteer at the collectives? Yeah. Let me tell you, she's going to find you a job. <laughs> if, you, if you contact me, anyone that knows Isabel Mayer knows that I will put you to work. So, hey, I mean, reach out to the people around you because whether it's the $5, do it. Whether it's five hours a month, mm-hmm. go volunteer, mm-hmm. get out there because it's going to be not just the right thing to do. It's going to help you going back to what we're talking about of just getting out there, getting out of our shell. Because everybody that's listening mm-hmm. right now, you have purpose. Don't underestimate no. the power that mm-hmm. you have. Absolutely. And, and, mm-hmm. it, and like I said, it doesn't have to be monetary. It could be a conversation. Mm-hmm. Look, you may be someone who's well-versed in a new language, or maybe it's business, uh-huh. or maybe it's fitness, or maybe it's you know nutrition, or whatever it is. If you can have a conversation with somebody and add that value and lift their day up, and they can walk out that door going, mm-hmm. "That was I feel better." Yeah, I'll tell you a wonderful yes. thing that you can do if you have one hour a month. You can go to the local nursing homes. And you can go and you can sit and you can have a conversation just to sit and have a nice conversation with any one of those guests, any one of the residents. Yes. You can sit in the lobby and just sit on a couch. Somebody will come sit next to you and you can talk to them about their life. That is a great idea. They want to share because as the seniors get older, they start to feel like we talked about earlier less connected to this Mm -hmm. earth Mm -hmm. and less connected to our community and each other. They want to touch your skin. Yes. They want to feel young skin. Now, even (laughs) mine, they want to touch it. Um, (laughs) That is so, that is so true. I actually went to visit a friend yesterday. Her mom's 93 years old and all she wanted to do that sweet lady was to hold my hand Mm -hmm. and she held my hand for an hour (laughs) and she was telling me stories 
right? That is an impact. Mm -hmm. And going to a nursing home, other than the gas that it takes to get you there within your car, it doesn't cost a dime. And you can go at any time. There's many people that are in nursing homes that, you know, because again, we're all busy, we're all Mm -hmm. overwhelmed. So if their family can't get there, can you get there? It's important. That is so important. It makes me also think about caregivers. So if you are a caregiver listening to this, you are not alone either because you Mm -hmm. might be also at home helping that elderly person go through this really tough season of their lives as well too. So caregivers too, know that there's support systems out there and there's people that want to hear your story Mm -hmm. because a lot of times people aren't also sharing their story. You have to share when you're ready, share, share your scars Mm -hmm. because your scars are going to help someone else. I guarantee it. It's just, it's like, oh, Hey, you know, when you have, um, you bought a new car and you have a new Honda Accord and you never noticed how many Honda Accords were on the road before. And now all of a sudden, everywhere you go, there's like a Honda Accord at every corner. <laughs> That's how it is when you share your story. Mm. So like when I had a miscarriage, I didn't know that all my neighbors had had a miscarriage. Yes. So that wasn't something we ever talked about. So then after that happened, everybody knew. I didn't necessarily talk about it, but everybody knew. And they all came to me and said, oh, I had three miscarriages. Yeah. I had mm-hmm. a miscarriage. I had a miscarriage. This is a rainbow baby, you know. My whole cul-de-sac, like everybody started coming forward. Mm-hmm. So once then it's like once you have something and everybody's aware of it, it just becomes a community. Yes. It's bonding. You're not alone. And there's so many people that have that Honda Accord mm-hmm. yeah. or mm-hmm. whatever. So you definitely need to share your story. Absolutely. We all have a story. And sometimes we we think again, Loudoun County, one of the richest counties, right? You know, we know many people are living in these gorgeous houses, beautiful cars, all the things. You start having a cup of coffee with some people and you're like, wow, I didn't realize she went through that. I didn't realize he Mm -hmm. went through that. Mm -hmm. But it goes back to purpose and that that story is going to help someone else. Mm -hmm. Well, I love what you're doing. So thank you so much for that. Thank you for inviting me. This was awesome. How can (laughs) What is your website? Awesome. So it's Good Shepherd of Northern Virginia. If you want to reach out to me directly, it is I, like Island, Amazon Mary, A-Y-E-R, at gsnova.org. So it's imayer at gsnova.org. Send me an email. Let's talk. Let's grab coffee. Come in and see our offices, um, our main offices in Ashburn. I would love to have conversation. I would love to brainstorm. Sometimes we don't have an answer, but just talking it through, you never know what you can find out. And, um, you know, God's the best multitasker I know. Sometimes mm-hmm. you talk about one thing and then something else happens. So whatever the conversation is supposed to be, let's let's make it happen. So I'm right about that. God's got, God is leading the way. We just have to keep tripping forward. That's right. <laughs> amen, amen to that. So, no, thank you both very much. Thank this you is for being here. This was awesome. Thank you. All right. So go out. Mm-hmm.